0: This is Digging in the Dirt with Kevin Gallagher, where Kevin and his guests dig a little deeper into today's issues surrounding the environment, farming, gardening, and food.
1: Welcome, everyone. My guest on Digging in the Dirt today is Ralph Baskin. Ralph is a retired IT cost consultant turned photographer. He moved to Connecticut from New York over 40 years ago, where he lives in and has improved a small 1890s Victorian farmhouse. Ralph is ecologically minded and with a desire to be more economical and climate friendly. Ralph is also a colleague of mine here at WPKN. Ralph volunteers to help WPKN with support and administration of the sustaining members we have, as well as photographing some of our events. Ralph and I have found common ground with our views on the environment and have had many conversations about solar, which I have dabbled with, and Ralph has a lot of experience with, having added a solar system to his own home. Besides my intention to always feature local guests and listeners of WPKN, I thought we could learn a little bit more about going solar by hearing about Ralph's experiences. Welcome, Ralph.
0: Hey, Kevin. Good to see you.
1: Yeah, well, we've been threatening to do this for some time, and here we are. Yep. (laughs) So when did you first decide that you were going to try to satisfy your energy needs and and go solar on your home?
0: Um, actually, it was probably late 2020 uh, when I made the final decision. I had always thought about the idea of, of going solar, but uh, I was having a conversation with my niece's husband, who was doing it in his home in uh, Sheffield, Massachusetts, uh, which is his second home. And it really piqued my curiosity. I asked him about why he was doing it, and it, it sort of matched up with some of the things that that I wanted to do, which was be able to do something better for the, uh, the environment and also about being more energy independent in outages and things like that. Unfortunately for a lot of people, they don't understand that uh, when you go solar and the, the power goes out. Your power goes out too. Your panels aren't allowed to function as electricity for your home while the grid's out because of the possibility of it backing into the grid when it's still uh, in live spots.
1: So, really, uh, I didn't know that.
0: That's most uh, utilities will not allow you to do that. And so when I found that out in talking to the guy, the people, the firm that I was going with, I decided to go with batteries for uh, for battery backup. For me, I'm 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 an older guy. Uh, obviously retired the idea of uh, hauling up five gallon cans of gasoline to run my generator when the power went out is not attractive a couple of years down the road nor for my wife and so uh the batteries sort of take that that out of the equation in fact we gave away our generator uh last year
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah i have a very good generator that runs like 10-12 10-12 hours if I wanted to I mean it's probably the best on the market and I have a, 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 a transfer switch built into the house mm-hmm. so that it's pretty easy to set up you know and I'm, I'm not worried about it but you know I definitely have thought about as you age you're going to want something like that and so you know that's what this is very interesting to me because you say the utilities you can't run on solar because it goes off you can't have a transfer switch where you could just cut the house off from the from the grid
0: uh, they just won't. They just won't do it. It's too big a, Too bigger risk, as far as they're concerned, is what how it was explained to me. That what if you forget to flip that transfer switch, uh, you could really seriously injure people who are working on restoring uh, the power to the grid, right. you know, restoring the lines. Yeah. So if if you don't have a battery backup type of thing, then you're uh, you're off grid until um, in, until they restore the service to your house.
1: So when your solar panels and everything have a dual function, they they give you solar on a regular daily basis, and then also they're used to charge your batteries as well?
0: Yeah, I I primarily use the batteries for backup. Um, So I I basically run at about a 5% allowable uh, decrease in the the batteries. So uh, I will keep the batteries charged, and any excess uh, power that the cells uh, generate Goes back to the grid, and I get a credit for those kilowatt hours uh, with uh, EverSource. So, uh, in the evening, when uh, my bat when I have you know I may use a little bit of battery power, but uh, when that doesn't isn't happening, I'm taking energy from the grid, but it comes off my credit, so I'm not actually being charged for that. My uh, my electric bill. Uh, runs $9 and 62 cents for about 10 months out of the year. And that is the distribution <laughs> customer service charge. Um, you know, utility rates are broken down to supply and distribution and the distribution uh, portion of your bill, at least in, in Eversource in Connecticut um, is about 13 cents per kilowatt hour plus a $9 and 62 cent uh, customer service charge, basically for maintaining the meters and and the connection to the grid
1: well you got to be pretty I, happy with that then what's that you must be pretty happy with the, the cost then.
0: i i am uh, my bill over the last two years overall to the utility has been 150 dollars each year 150 160 dollars
1: that's definitely uh, attractive. What, what about the cost of installing it? And, and and let's get into that a little bit. How did you go to a, a standalone company to have them tell you what you're going to use and, and how to put it in and yeah. who put it in? You, I assume you did not.
0: I did not. Um, not I'm not that handy. Uh, and I'm not that ambitious either. Um, I went to a company. It was originally called Ross Solar, uh, which was located here in Ridgefield. And they um, were very, had a close relationship with the town. They had very good reviews. Um, by the time I worked with them, they were, had been bought by uh, Con Edison Solutions, uh, but they were still uh, pretty much the same organization. I liked the fact that they hired and kept their own installers. Uh, their, their, their technical people were all long-term employees of theirs. And uh, it, I think that made a big difference in the quality of the installation. Uh, these weren't, you know, contract hired guys, and uh, I, I really liked them a lot. They were a really good crew.
1: Did they explain so I, what they're doing for you? I mean, you, you, I'm, you you're the type of. I, it seems to me that you're you're interested in what what's going down, so you'd probably be asking a lot of questions. Were they helpful that way, and and did they help you out after the fact too, once it was in?
0: I didn't need a whole lot of help after the fact. Um The uh, but when they came and they surveyed the house for how they were gonna run the line, the uh, the cables and everything else, where they were gonna run the conduit, how they were gonna get up to the roof. We had a lot of discussions about what they were doing, how they were gonna do it, where the junction boxes boxes were gonna be. Uh, the panels are on, I have an addition that I, we put on our house. And so the panels are on two different sections of the house that are not necessarily, the attic doesn't run through it. So they, they had to do some convoluted work to get around that but it's a nice clean operation the batteries and the uh and the inverter down in our basement uh, is a real clean job they did a really nice job about that they really did a very nice very nice job of explaining what everything did and you know, how to get things going they were they were a good crew my system is not a particularly big one we're a small house um our electric consumption was probably somewhere in the 650 to 700 uh, kilowatt hours a, a month. Um, and so the system is sized, you know, accordingly, we have a eight and a half kilowatt system. And with the efficiency losses, you know, it comes down to just under 8,000 is what the, the theoretical max is out of out of that system. And it, it seems to suit us very well. If I was going to do this again with what I've learned and what I know, I probably would have asked the design to be upgradable, to be able to add additional panels, because uh, I gotta figure that over the next five or so years, an electric car is gonna be in my my future, and you need power to run that. Also, I just put in a hybrid heat pump water heater, which required another circuit in in, in my electric, and you have to make sure that you're gonna be able to uh, pay for that, you know, or supply the, the current for that. So. You don't want to over overbuild too much, because the utilities have an interesting approach toward uh, your credits. When you pass energy over to the grid, least ever source, come April, any credits that you have left, they buy back from you, but they buy it back at three cents a kilowatt hour. When they when they sell you, <laughs> you know, electricity, it's Anywhere from fourteen to twenty cents a kilowatt hour just for the supply—not a bad deal. So, so you're leaving a lot on the table if you're uh, if you're way overbuilt. But I think that uh, you know asking somebody to design a system that can add panels or add capacity at a later date, rather than have to restructure the whole thing, would would, would make a lot of sense.
1: So when you went into this and you said, I'm going to do this, and you, you asked them to come up with the system, did they tell you at that time that there's an issue about whether or not you can use solar during a, a power outage? And then and the coupling that with the question of, so at that point, did you all of a sudden have a, another expense you didn't expect in buying batteries?
0: Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Um because the the discussion i had with the sales guy was you know why you want to do this how you want to you know work this thing through and right. i said well because i don't you know want to be off the grid i don't want to have to use my generator and he goes well you can't just do it with the solar panels right. um, so the batteries almost doubled the price of the uh, of the installation Hmm. so Here uh, i ask so
1: you what what was the cost of the installation
0: the installation was Overall before rebates and, uh, and tax credits was,
1: um, uh, $47,000, $47,000. Okay. And right. so then the b- batteries cost you that much too?
0: Batteries, two, two Tesla, uh, batteries, um, which are great capacity and, and people really love them, uh, were close to $25,000 with the installation and everything else that went with it. Yeah.
1: Okay. Okay, so you're you're close to fifty grand there. No no, more sixty. Well, um,
0: well, no, that was included in the total system I was talking about. Just under, you know, it's like forty-seven thousand with the batteries. So the 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 cells, just the basic installation, was about twenty-three thousand, twenty, you know, twenty-five thousand dollars.
1: And how much life you're going to get out of the batteries? I mean, how long will they last for you? Do you think?
0: They well lifespan they they're guaranteed for I think 60% capacity uh, for 10 years at least 60% capacity um, but so far as everybody's what I've read they last more than that but you know it's that's what the guarantee is on for that by the time that is up you probably want to go for a new generation of batteries anyway but when when those start to really get weak. Uh, Probably the prices will be dropping, and the capacity and the efficiency will be a lot better.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, from the little investigation I've done, we've talked about this. You know, looking into companies like Renogy and uh, and Eddy, they they have modular battery systems that I mean, the whole house systems they they're selling right now are somewhere around thirteen, fourteen thousand, and and they also have you know the ability to up you know add more on if you're starting out small, so. I mean that's another thing people can investigate. You know, their systems include solar panels for the roof as well. But mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not. Sure, I can't vouch for them. You know, the efficacy yeah. of them at all.
0: I mean, the, the big manufacturers um, are certainly Generac, uh, LG, um, Panasonic. Does um, I, you know Panasonic doesn't battery doesn't do batteries. Tesla is is the primary one, and their new. Uh, batteries include the inverter that you would be using for right. from your cells to the batteries and to your house uh, i have two inverters in mind. because so when you get when the, the electricity comes from your roof it's it's dc direct right mm-hmm. and your house uses ac so it has to go through an inverter to be, become ac to be able to use by your house but when you want to charge your battery it's got to go back to dc because the battery stores it as as direct so there's some power losses, uh, that take place every time it goes to inverter, you get about a 3% loss, uh, in your power. Right. So the new Tesla batteries, their, their Powerwall three has an inverter built into it.
1: Oh, and really? It, That's cool. And
0: it handles both of it. Uh, there, there's some pluses and minuses, and there's a lot of stuff on online about, um, you know, who's inverters and what you can monitor and things like that, but, uh, uh, I'm pretty happy with the way things are, are working out at this point. Uh, I have no no real uh, complaints. I haven't had a call for service in, in in the two years that it's been running, so I'm I'm a pretty happy guy.
1: Oh, that's good. Yeah, you know, uh, this is a real important point, folks. That uh, we're talking with Ralph Baskin, who's a colleague of mine here at And As you can tell, he's been. Right he has been a little bit ahead of all of us in getting it started with solar for the home and and all the issues that come up. I have a little off the grid cabin, and I try to i I've used you know solar panels all over the place, little ones but for different <laughs> sources, but you know now I put in a, a new water pump to pump my well because I used to have one that was just a submersible, you know, and I'd turn on the solar and it'd give me water, but I wanted pressure, so that requires now more power. And when I put in the new one, it works great on a nice generator, you know, a really powerful generator, but on a small generator just shuts it down, you know, because there's no inverter in between the, the, you know, my, my water pump and the generator. And, and so I'm looking for solar and that becomes a really big problem because, if you buy one of these standalones you see everybody's like, oh it's power for everything right and when you call them and you go to buy it they go uh yeah it'll work it'll work and then when i get it out to the boondocks you know it, it doesn't work you know it just freezes up and i have to send it back it's Oh, really... you
0: wanted to do that oh. yeah
1: <laughs> yeah right oh what does it take you know so finally we get around to the real questions like when the when i turn on the water pump it draws like 11 amps this is. I've learned quite a bit about this stuff. It draws eleven amps, and then when it when it finally gets started, it goes down to like two amps, something yeah. like that, right? Right. So it it's fine on any 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 power source will work with it as long as you have the first draw. It can handle it because if it can't, it just freezes everything. So I've already bought you know something from one of these big companies. Went up there, got it all set up. Everything's all going. And I clicked the switch and bam, nothing. So, (laughs) you know, this is the... I'm bringing it up so that everybody understands you really got to ask a lot of good questions and you really have to have some experts on your side to help you at this time. There's no... There's, I guess, there's, I don't want to say there's no plug and play units yet, but there are a few. You know, I believe Blue Eddy is one of the better companies for that. They have these massive um, linkable batteries that you can use, and and they and they really say we'll run your whole house. You know, they'll say washing machine, refrigerators are similar to the water pump. They draw a lot on the initial. They they kick in now and then, and they and they they draw a lot more power when they do that. So everybody should be aware of that when they're asking questions about this. So tell me what everything seems to have gone really smooth for you. Did you have any false starts? I mean, where you when you first started this thing,
0: uh, the batteries were on, on back order for a year. Really? That was, that was, yeah. So I didn't get the batteries installed until uh, until a year after the panels were installed. So we were all prepared for it, but uh, Tesla was. Um, well, actually, what they, what they were doing is they were diverting production to California because California was making it mandatory to have battery backup if you're putting in a new solar system. And so they were diverting it to their own customers because Tesla does solar installation as well. So there was a big uh, a big to do about that. Um, fortunately, Con Ed Solutions was one of their largest customers. So they did have a little bit of leverage and my batteries did finally show up. Uh, I've had about eight outages that, uh, were recorded in their app. Um, and I, I don't even have to reset my clocks. Um, I don't even know that the power has gone out now. It, you know, it, it goes out, it comes back and I don't even know.
1: Very cool. That's really good. So you gotta be really happy with that part.
0: I, I am. And my calculation is that I'm saving about, on an electric bill alone, about 18, uh, $1,800 a year which, you know, uh, goes a long way to uh, making back that money that I invested. Um, I've gotten um, 13 and I got back about $18,000 in, you know, rebates from the government, my tax rebates Mm -hmm. for the batteries and, and uh, and the solar installation. So one of the interesting things I also found out for anybody who's considering it, you know, you have to think about the condition of your roof. If you're putting solar panels up, um, if you are in need of a new roof, you can put that in as part of the solar installation, huh. and that becomes part of the the whole installation becomes part of the rebate process, and also uh, is it is um, qualifies for these very low interest uh, loans that you can get for solar installation. Yeah. Uh, my my I, I did finance part of this. And my interest rate was less than 2%. Uh, I don't think amount.
1: you're going to get that now, but that was good no. for you.
0: Nope. Um, but so, but it is way below market. Um, you know, it was about half of what the uh, the commercial rate was for a, a loan like that.
1: Yeah. You know, you, you bring up the roof, my neighbor across the street, he, we talk all this stuff all the time. He's sort of like a half ass prepper like I am. And he, he's going to drop the money. Uh, on the solar and this is suburban town you know so the he got a company and uh, the first thing he finds out is that he if your roof is not newer than five years you got to put a new roof on before they'll do the solar that's the town's rules Hmm. and yeah so and you're gonna have to put on a new roof if it's if it's older than five years and that's in this town so i'm sure there's other places like it
0: the permitting process is is freaking amazing um not only the permitting process, but the uh, applications through the utility companies to be able to be hooked up and do that. There's a you know fee for that, and a lot of permits and paperwork that has to be done, which is why I was very grateful that the company that I worked with took care of all the permits. You know, mm-hmm. and all the all the costs of the permits was all were all bundled in. Uh, it took them four days, and it was a crew of about five guys to uh, do my installation. So, you know, if you're thinking of doing it yourself, consider what it's going to take you to do it uh, and what, you know, what your value, the value of your time is um, and your frustration level as well, I would think.
1: Yeah, I would imagine um, that. That's good advice. The um, So what what is the number one thing that anyone should be considering when doing this, you think? What's, what should they really pay attention to when pulling the trigger to go solar?
0: Um, I, I would say, you know, Be very, get a good, clear idea of what it's going to cost overall, what the running costs are going to be for you, and, you know, uh, what your payback time is, right? How much it's going to save you. Uh, And also to be very aware of what you think your needs are going to be going forward. Are you thinking about putting an addition on your house? What's that going to do to your electric load? Are you going to do electric cars? What's that going to do for that? Um, so just to really get a good framework so you can talk intelligently to the people who are going to be selling you the product and Mm -hmm. possibly installing it you know i mean i have a neighbor who did his own installation but he's a builder and you know he and his son uh you know did their entire installation and Uh, they're pretty happy
1: and as far as financing do you think um i mean you finance some of yours if you think that it to me it would seem like to be able to do, to drop the money down and be free of the financing which is also part of the cost then would be a good idea but not everybody can do that
0: right um uh, i i did as much as i felt comfortable and you know it was it was, a, it was a good chunk um you know that i dropped um because i had been thinking about this for a while and i was sort of setting funds around to do that to be available um but some of the, you know, you have to consider the, the cost of the loan. You know, I mean, I've got a monthly outlay for my loan repayment that I have to factor in as part of the cost of my of my operation, if you will. Uh, but overall, um, you know, I think that I, I made a wise choice, not only economically, but for the uh, for climate and for ecology.
1: Um, yeah, you're doing and, your part.
0: <laughs> well, you know, it's it, it really, you know, it. Somebody said, "Oh, you put in a hybrid uh, heat pump for your water heater, so you're not burning your, you know, fuel oil to heat your your water in the summer and all that." How much is that, right? That's not really a lot of of oil burning. I said, "Yeah, but that's just me. What about if everybody did that?"
1: What right, thousands, that? right?
0: Right. So you know, I'm 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 saving burning you know 80 to 100 gallons of fuel oil every summer,
1: right? Yep yeah no i think i think that's really you've hit the nail on the head it's like what part can we do in this you know i mean i'm not a big believer that recycling plastic does much but you know if we if it was working at least you are everybody did some recycling everybody did a little bit to save energy everybody you know made sure their cars were tuned so they use less gas you know things it's just a little things right ralph that that as an accumulative um, process, it would, it has some effect eventually. Uh,
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's, it's becomes a a way of thinking and it becomes a way part of just how you function on an everyday ordinary basis. And I I think that's, you know, if we're just a little bit more aware of what we're doing, we can, we can all have an impact in some way, shape or
1: form. Right. And, Twist the arms of our politicians to do the right thing on a big scale.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, uh, yep. Good luck with that. But yes, we we should all keep trying.
1: <laughs> well, I've been speaking with Ralph Baskin, his uh, erstwhile. Uh, Volunteer for WPK, one of our better volunteers, and we have lots of people who, you know, help us out here at the radio station. And Ralph is one of the guys who's doing a real good job for us, and and obviously he's also doing a real good job in his own life for the planet itself, which I like. So, you know, that's why we're simpatico. So, thanks for joining me here today, Ralph.
0: Well, well thanks for the opportunity to talk about this. I love it, and uh, you know, uh, the station is a labor of love. So, uh, yep. just keep on keeping on.
1: Yeah, we all do what we can, right? Okay. Take talk care. To, We'll talk to you later, Ralph. See
0: you later. Bye-bye.
1: Bye-bye. So just to recap what we've learned, you can't run solar panels alone when there is a power outage in your area. You'll need to have backup batteries to keep power on your house during a widespread outage. And permitting is a very big issue, so you may want a solar company to help you sort through all that red tape. For instance, you may need to have a fairly new roof or install a new roof to have solar power put on your house. Some areas require a roof newer than five years old. And if you're planning on installing a solar system on your house, make sure your system is expandable to handle adding more panels and more batteries down the line if you may need them. And then think about purchasing outright as much of your system as you can to avoid trading one utility for another. And remember, it will take a long while to pay off your investment and realize the savings.
0: You've been listening to Digging in the Dirt with Kevin Gallagher.